Hey, listen, you don't want to miss this episode of the podcast and show as Charles and Leslie welcome special guest Representative Latasia Jackson from District 11 in northern Mississippi to talk about the stimulus package and resources and where you can help and how you can get back to business. So enjoy. Welcome to the Making Your Mondays Feel Like Fridays, the Irvin Lawway podcast. Your host is Leslie Peters, the guy with the girl's name, and yes, he's sticking to it. This is a podcast where we help reshift and pursue happiness and purpose by living every day with the same enthusiasm we have on Fridays at the end of the workday. Welcome, everyone. It is Friday quarantine Friday, but we are back again for another episode of the Urban Law Show, and we are joined by a special guest, but we'll get to that later. How are you doing, Charles? I'm great, Leslie. How are you? Man, I'm phenomenal, man. I, You know, it's, it's Friday, man. I've survived it. I've, I've, I've had discussions with math teachers. I've had discussions with English teachers trying to figure this thing out, but more than anything, my wife has been doing all of that heavy lifting, and uh, I've been chipping in here or there. I've pretty much been tech support all week, making sure when they have a problem that I'm Johnny on the spot. But you know, hey, it, we, it's it's been all good. I've eaten some things that I didn't I didn't even know existed, but it's been good. Well, it's a good time to try new things, Leslie. We got to find ways to keep moving. Uh, I will tell you on a personal note, my exercise schedule is upside down. Uh, <laughs> my diet is upside down. Uh, I'm trying to talk to my union rep as a new homeschool teacher, uh, <laughs> you know, so all things being equal, it's a learning process. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce our special guest? Because everybody can see her and everybody's wondering who's on there. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm going to start it and then I'll let you bring it home. But let me just tell you, we are we're blessed and we're privileged today to have Representative LaChasia Jackson, District 11, I believe it is, correct? That's correct. All right, all right. Joining us today as we break down some important things and talk about what's on, on your minds today, as well as what has happened in the last 24 hours and particularly in the last 12. So we'll dive into that and then also send your questions in. If you have any questions, I'll make sure I say those out loud so Representative Jackson, myself or Charles can answer those. But remember, this is for you guys. This is to get information out to you to make sure that we're all informed and that we have healthy discussions to make sure that we get the access to the information we need so that we can keep moving and we can keep empowering our communities. So let me tell you this. She is not only is she amazingly beautiful, but she is super talented, super smart and super dedicated. I mean, and when I say dedicated, I mean, super dedicated to the reason why she decided to run for office in the first place, which is the people. And so I've, I've, I've heard, I hear people say it all the time, but with her, I get to see it in action. So you, that passion is real guys. So you'll see a little bit of that on display today. Now I'm gonna kick it over to Charles to tell you something else about our wonderful special guest today. Yeah, and I'm gonna kick it right back to Representative Jackson in this fashion. Why don't you tell the people about your district? I've visited your district on several occasions. I've seen you interacting with your constituents, but tell them how you ended up in politics and what your passions are 
and why you serve and put so many hours into making sure that your constituents are taken care of, especially in a time like this where we have uh, coronavirus, which we can't see, but everybody's feeling the economic impact, the personal impact, public health impact. Talk to us about your district. Well, first, let me say thank you all so much for having me um, this Friday, this fabulous Friday that I'm hoping everybody is actually having in the midst of what's going on. I am really fortunate to um, join Urban Law Firm for this fabulous Friday um, segment, definitely. So as you've said some great things about me, I have to give kudos to the firm for uh, being in the community working and being a community or being a firm for the people, I should say. So so thank you for, for the resources that you provide and that you share within the community from a legal perspective and from a, a social perspective also. I serve as state representative, as Charles um, Attorney Urban stated, for District 11, which consists of Tate and Panola counties. I've served now, this is going into my seventh year, April 26, 2020 will be seven years for me serving in the house. I moved back home um, from Chicago and started a nonprofit, Educate Social and Public Policy. And initially it was to provide educational support services in the district and it has um, expanded to community outreach, community development and engagement. And so during this time, we've been um, very active trying to make sure through our nonprofit efforts, as well as my capacity as state representative, collaborating with some amazing partners like the Urban Law Firm, like um, Team Waste and different other agencies and businesses to assure that our Mississippians or citizens across the uh, state and the nation are well equipped and well informed about um, various resources and aids to be able to help in a time like this. So I'm really fortunate um, to be a part of the segment, but also to be on the grounds working with individuals that are um, working hard to make sure that Mississippians in particular have the necessary resources and information doing a time of panic, a time of frustration, during a time of unknown. So thank you all so much for having me. Definitely. So Leslie, here's here's something that I've been thinking about. Um, okay. I know when we started talking about doing the show and Representative Jackson, we often call audibles. It's not too much of an audible, so I'm not going to catch you all off guard too much. But in the okay. last 12 hours, we've had some significant developments at the state level, uh, which affects our local municipalities. And we just had a bill passage at $2.2 trillion. So I want to get both of you to give perspectives on those two things and how it can help our small businesses and our individual citizens across the state of Mississippi. Definitely. Let you go first, Jackson. Well, well, thank you again. I, I would like to just say that um, there are some efforts that have uh, been done on a state and a federal level to help support individual families and businesses during this 
time where we all are experiencing uncertainty, as stated earlier. Um, <clears throat> in particular, Representative Sonia Williams Barnes and I from District 119 hosted a teleconference maybe last week around the same time or earlier part of this week. I'm not sure. My days are running together because it's so <laughs> much going on. Yeah. But um, she and I hosted this teleconference where we got small businesses on the teleconference to basically discuss SBA disaster relief loans for small businesses. And that's part of that money um, that Attorney Irvin just mentioned um, within the $2 trillion that was passed by Congress. And that's a great way for small businesses to be able to go on the website and apply for a disaster relief loan to help them with uh, fluctuating payroll, maintaining utilities, rent, things like that during this time of disaster for us. However, um, I am um, fortunate that we do have some businesses in Mississippi that would be uh, eligible to actually apply and to receive some of that funding. Based on that call during the teleconference, we have Michael Lampton who was on the call with SBA that gave us the information that from 14, 14 to 21 days is expected turnaround for uh, businesses to actually be able to receive the loan um, in their accounts to be able to um, sustain during this time. But I reached out to the Irvin Law Firm um, and asked for, you know, an opportunity so that we can be able to actually discuss how there are minority businesses and some small businesses within the state that won't be eligible to receive any of those benefits. The loan in particular will allow a small business to receive up to $25,000 with no collateral um, credit is evaluated, but in a time like this, um, it's been suggested that small businesses apply anyway, even if you're in fear of your personal credit not being where you would like it to be, but it's not evaluated as harshly um, for individuals as much as it is to provide the aid for those small businesses to be able to sustain because of the impact of the disaster with uh, the coronavirus. So I, I strongly urge small businesses to apply um, and really assess properly, you know, the need for those funds within your business to be able to sustain. We all are hoping that, you know, this will pass soon, but we really don't know. Um, a timeline for this um, pandemic, and we, we want to make sure that we're able to provide the resources to keep our businesses afloat. I'm from small town Mississippi. I live in Como, Mississippi, and in a small town like Como, where there's a small tax base, there's a need to keep the mom and pops, the grocery stores, that the areas where there are no grocery stores to increase the tax base, to keep the mom and pop restaurants and the local barber and beauty shops up and running. On the call, we had several um, stylists on the call on that teleconference. And um, Attorney Irvin and Leslie, we found that some individuals won't qualify because in order to qualify for the loan, you have to be registered. Your business, I'm sorry, has to be registered within the state of Mississippi. 
So you have to have registered your business with the Secretary of State, either in the form of an LLC, sole proprietor, where it's recognized within the state of Mississippi. And unfortunately, every mom and pop does not have a registration with the state of Mississippi. And several businesses also lack tax documents that are needed to support the revenue that they're claiming that the businesses are generating. And so hence, we see more of a need to sustain the local barbers and the local stylists um, because they're impacted. Those businesses that provide people-to-people -people services, adult daycares, um, childcare facilities that are within our um, local municipalities and areas will be impacted from this, um, from this disaster. And unfortunately, because of the lack of registration within the um, state of Mississippi being recognized as a business, Unfortunately, we won't see enough businesses be able to obtain those resources. In addition to that, um, you'll also see where state and local governments a part of that $2 trillion. You'll see where state and local governments are able to receive some relief in the form of medical supply, things like that, that are needed, which is dire need. You also will see where unemployment um, benefits or insurances would be assessed, I think it's across the board of $600 weekly, up to, I'm sorry, $600 weekly for individuals that are unemployed because of this. And you'll also find that there are commercial, larger corporations that are gonna receive uh, money to sustain them as well. But I would like to salute the Congress, um, congressional leaders that fought really hard to assure that funding that was necessary for our smaller businesses were um, there and that more resources were there for the people. A lot of people have been talking and really excited about the stimulus package and um, wanting to see um, the stimulus money that's coming through that trillion, uh, $2 trillion that uh, Congress passed also. So you'll see where individuals that make less than 75,000, I believe, will receive a stimulus uh, package of uh, $1,200. And households, I think, that have a cap at 112,000, I think, will get um, the same amount. And so, whereas that's beneficial, I really wanna urge Mississippians and whoever's listening to make sure that you properly assess your needs and your finances also when those resources are available because any misuse will cause you a long-term disaster even after this is over because we don't know just how long we're going to be in this state of emergency that we're in in and so um like our grandmothers used to say we got to make the penny stretch and make it work for our families and for our businesses but i just want to definitely say again thanks so much to Irvin law for allowing me the opportunity to present to you all the need to have small businesses in our area register as businesses within the state of Mississippi, because now we're in a crisis. And in, in, in this crisis is when we are able to discover more severe needs within our state. And this is an opportunity for us to cry out for the importance and the need for our small businesses to register within the state so that you can be recognized as a business. So when opportunities like this come, you won't 
be left out of the process to receive the resources that are available. So thanks again, Urban Law, for even the sweepstake of allowing individuals to be able to um, take a chance to receive um, articles of incorporation for their businesses to be registered um, within the state of Mississippi. So I thank you all so much for not just being all talk on a Friday, but being action also. So I thank you all so much. Well, thank you, Representative Jackson. Leslie. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, of course, with the first thing that I did when I heard realized what Congress was, was working on was I've been tracking and following it. And the questions I wanted to know was number one, what what are the requirements? You know, it, it's great because, and you know, no slack on, no, um, uh, not, not really trying to throw shade at the politicians, but we do know that they always give the numbers and that sounds good. But the reality is until you look at the requirements, you don't know if that's going to help you or not. Cause you don't right. know if you qualify. Right. And so let me just run down some basic requirements uh, on the individual side, and then we'll jump into the, the small business program. So individuals, first of all, it is individuals that are single. So if we're talking about single parent homes that make 75,000 or less in adjusted gross income. So if you're not familiar with that, what that is, that is the number on your taxes. That's your grossed taxable income before anything is taken out. So that's, that's your whole amount. So remember that. And then you are eligible if you make less than 75,000, as an adult, you get $1,200 one-time payment. I want to be clear because I'm getting calls and people are saying, am I going to get that every week for three months? No, one-time payment. Then you get $500 for each child that you have. So here's an example. If you're a single parent, you make less than the 75,000 adjusted growth. You have three children that reside with you. You will get a $1,200 check for yourself and $500 for each child, which would be a total of $1,500. So if you put that together, that's $1,500 plus the $1,200. All right, so for that total. So that's, what's that, $2,700, I yeah. believe it is. So that's, that's the breakdown on that. So I want to be clear. If you are married, uh, you know, it, it's a little bit different. So if you're married, the income, um, first of all, if you're single, the income is scalable. And if you're married, the requirements are 198000 if you're married and have children. Right. So, so that's, that's the case there. And then you get that same allotment. Um, now, if you're married, I've got to put it out there because I got this question just this morning. If you're married, isn't you, you, you're not, the husband is not going to get $500 for the child and the wife gets $500. Right, right. No, you're getting one $500 per child. So, these are the kind of questions that have been coming in, and I want to make sure I'm very clear on it. So if I sound like uh, I'm giving it to you first grade style, I want it to be that clear because I don't want you to be confused. So that's the individual uh, payout. Now, what they're doing with unemployment. Let me stop. Let me stop you right yeah. there, because you and Representative Jackson have both given a great deal of information on the package and the breakdowns. Is it possible for us to put something up after the show that gives like a bullet point so people can get to it on Facebook and Instagram and maybe even Twitter and just see, you know, a quick etch a sketch of what they need to be looking out for as these funds become available? 
Definitely. Absolutely. So what uh, I will, I work with uh, Representative Jackson and make sure, because I'm sure she's going to have something they're going to be getting out to the constituents and we'll make sure we post that on all of our platforms as well. And uh, we'll probably have you back on. I know a couple more times as we navigate through this. Um, mm -hmm. I, I want to pivot just a little bit to now what we're getting confused about on the business side. So we've heard this a lot. Uh, but before I go there, I want to talk about the unemployment enhancement. You will. Mm -hmm. What they did with unemployment is um, they added more uh, dollars to the federal unemployment. And that is for the purpose of giving a six hundred dollar. Uh, well, it's either I think it's six hundred dollar override in addition to what your state normal unemployment would be. Yeah. If you were furloughed or if you lost your job. Mississippi, that number is probably going to be somewhere around 835. Okay. So, um, but really? for Mississippi, that's high, that's higher than Texas. So, I, I will say, <clears throat> so let me give you, let's say your normal unemployment. Um, that's right, because they pay it month, they pay it, I think they pay it, I don't know how they do it weekly or monthly, but let's just say, your normal unemployment based on your salary would have been $420 a week. Mm -hmm. Say that. Mm -hmm. Then you will get that $420 a week as you would normally get. And that's coming out of the state unemployment coffin funds. And then you will get a additional $600 a week that's coming out of that federal allotment that is coming from the stimulus bill. So right. for three months, no, so this, this yeah, is what I mean. Hold on, hold on one second, Liz. Let okay. me let me say this so so I don't because the thing is you have federal money and you got some state money. So you're right. gonna try to tie those two things together. Right. Uh Anna Wolf over at Mississippi today uh put out a summary and the maximum benefit could increase for Mississippi up to $835, which okay. is roughly twenty dollars and eighty-eight cents an hour. Uh for a 40 hour work week. So that's why I said 835. That, that's going to be probably the maximum number you can you can claim in Mississippi. And that's based on that's based on I'm sure a scale they use based on the income and what your salary was, right? That's correct. And there's supposed to be some easing for those individual employees because under that application you have a requirement to apply for jobs and seek employment and that yes. type of thing. But with the number of unemployed possibly being near 600% in Mississippi, where is the pool of eligible applicants going to look? Right. We won't have to be looked. We won't have to look right. currently. Right. You know, under these circumstances, that part is going to be waived. And that is a combination of the state and the federal that gets yep. it up to the 835. Right. And so that that's a that's a great improvement. So that you know, everybody's not out looking for the same job and that's slowing down getting the funds to the people who need it uh, really bad. Right. Good point. Good point. Now, I and, 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 and real quick, if I may, um, what's yeah. really important is while you're seeing your creditors, possibly or your um, utility companies um, flexible with payments as you're going as we're navigating through this process. Again, it's so important and it's so vital that we are able to do the best as money managers during this crisis, because for a lot of us, this is an increase in um, what we're able to gain fully get in employment and seeing a small boost. 
in our finances, but it's really vital that we don't miss those months when these resources are available and afforded to us as um, individuals, because after three months, per se, maybe for some of our creditors, we may be in default. Right. And the companies may not be as friendly to us because of the situation at hand, as they're knowing also that these resources are available and have been afforded to us. So money management is so key in all of this. Um, I have just been at all of so many people that are so excited about the stimulus and it it's not enough to deter it's not enough when in a situation where we don't truly know a timetable as to how long we'll be in this situation so we must be faithful I can't say that enough we must be faithful and good stewards good good stewards over our, our finances and all of this where it may sound good, where we're at home and able to collect this money, but we definitely need to be faithful over the resources that are extended. Well, you know, and, and speaking of that, let's just say it has warmed up. The questions are coming in. So I'm going to uh, call out a couple of these questions so we can respond to them. Uh, I figured this would be a hot button topic today. So uh, Janine Mitchell, Colin from uh, Houston, that's an alumnus of D Jackson State University. Oh, wow. There we go. Uh, the you know oh, no, no, no disrespect for those uh, Hornets over there. And that, 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 that <laughs> we, uh, but her question is this. Uh, my kids reside with me still because they're college students. Are they considered kids for the $500 or adults for $1,200? I think that's going to be actually filing, too. If, yeah. if the if her children actually file taxes themselves. Right. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's question. And it's going to be a function of how you function within the IRS, Gene. Uh, if they are filing taxes on their own, then they're possibly in the $1,200 pool. If not, and you still claim them, then they would function as kiddos and you would get the money as uh, from the children's allotment. Good question. Good question. We have another question. I'll put it on the screen here. Coming from uh, Willie Mae Dennis. She said, I filed head of household. I have two sons in college, one at Rust and one at Holmes. I carry both on my taxes. My annual income is less than 75000 My question is, will my sons get the 500 You would get it as head of household. Right. So that that is the correct answer. That you would get that, Miss Dennis, as head of household. I will, um, man. <laughs> all right, good good stuff. And um, yeah, and she says she yeah she says she still claims them and files yeah. them. So okay. great questions. Now we'll continue on, uh, and I will pop in again as more questions come in. But I I did want to. Uh, so here, here's a question. Here's a question just to uh, so that we don't forget about the public health portion of this. Both, right. of, both of you all give me your thoughts on uh, business executive orders as coming from our governor hmm. opposed to mayoral executive orders, which are geared towards the citizens and how we still maintain our social distancing uh, 
with what seems like a little bit of conflict between the two. Somebody give me some feedback on that. <laughs> so I I do understand the concept of the free market world and, and how that exists and the need to allow our businesses to be able to be innovative during this process. However, the need for precaution for health reasons outweighs substantially um, the cost of trying to obtain revenue base as business was prior to this pandemic. So I really feel like, you know, um, we have to definitely look at this as a, as a case by case um, area within the state. You know, the numbers are increasing daily mm -hmm. and, you know, we can't act as if it's not happening and the coronavirus is not spreading. So that being said, we have to take the necessary precaution to be able to assure that we're able to, I guess, get ahead of the curve, flatten the curve um, for the spread of the virus. And I do understand that, yes, we have uh, essential businesses that are vital to the community, grocery stores, food, gas, things like that. But <clears throat> when we look at mayors being able to make decisions based on their um, sense of governance of their particular municipalities, I'm seeing that all politics are local. And we live by a mantra a lot within the state of Mississippi that we shouldn't overstep on each other and, and respect local authority where they're able to exercise what's needed for their particular areas. So I do think, you know, um, the governor has, you know, taken a reassessment of his approach and, um, Yeah, so I think, you know, the reassessment of the approach basically allows um, um, flexibility there, again, for the mayors. And some of the mayors are adamantly, you know, taking stances. We're seeing in the news saying, my executive orders are the executive orders that govern this particular area. Right. So um, we'll just see, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I will say this, and, and I've seen it, I, I was... Even uh, I know we have quite a few people listen to us from all over the place, including Atlanta. Um, and I do have a question here uh, from Ebony in Atlanta. And here is her question. I put it up. What provisions are available to those businesses who cannot benefit from the business loans within the stimulus package, but are still impacted by the pandemic? Ebony, I thank you so much for your question. That was one of the questions, again, on the teleconference call that we had. Currently within the state of Mississippi, I don't know what's happening in the state of Georgia or any other states. Our um, leadership have basically said that they would have to take a look at the state's revenue to see if at all possible that there would even be any state programs to provide anything outside of what the federal uh, government is providing through SBA. So right now in the state of Mississippi, Mississippi, the only thing that we have that's out there right now available to those small businesses would be the SBA loan process. And so hence, that's why we really wanted to have this uh, back to business collaborative segment so that we could stress the importance of now getting things in perspective, because we never know the day that we're going to need 
um, business formation for um, reasons as such. So unfortunately, even if um, the state of Mississippi or the state of Georgia decided to um, provide some type of program, more than likely, I, I'm almost certain that they will have some of the same requirements to be able to assist those businesses that are registered within the state, that are paying taxes, that are recognized within the various states um, as businesses. So um, I would say again, I think it's vital that we do what we can to help our minority businesses and our sm small businesses become registered within the states that they're within. Absolutely. Thank you for that detailed answer. I thought that was really good. I think the other thing you can do, I know in Atlanta specifically, there is a program um, called Ask Give Atlanta or something similar to that, uh, that the city is doing and there's some private business partners that have come together to create uh, some type of fund to help small businesses. So I would definitely look into that. Um, and then, you know, what I would say um, to all small businesses, including ourselves. I mean, I've, I've been busy this week looking at all those things and doing it ourselves is my challenge to y'all is do everything you can to take care of the people to put it on the line for you every day. And that means looking for every possible avenue. So talk to your creditors, uh, talk to be proactive about it. Talk to them on the front end. They know what's going on. I mean, it, 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 I mean, nobody, there's nobody that is not aware of what's going on and see if you can't, you know, scale down your payments, modify them for three months to make it easier on, on, on the cash flow. Do every penny counts. Those are the things that you can do during this time. And then I employ uh, every, I'm gonna put up in here in a minute how you can enter the contest to sweepstakes we have to win a free business formation. But that's so critical that you form your business. I mean, it's, 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 it's an easy process if you have somebody do it, but do that and have that form so when resources do become available, you qualify for them because they will always be tied to um, the thing that legitimizes that you exist in that state, which is in this case is the Secretary of State and, and having the proper documents form, the Articles of Incorporation, operating agreement, and so on. So take advantage of that. And you know, Leslie, you brought up a great point, um, but I wanted to speak to maybe some businesses that possibly were struggling as startups prior to um, business becoming becoming more impact because of the coronavirus. I still think, you know, the point that you made regarding talking to those creditors and just, you know, um, asking them for the grace during this period and explaining to them that you are a startup and that you are struggling um, as or maybe having difficulties as a startup. And, and even if you have some things that were past due prior to, you'll be amazed at, you know, some ways that they may be able to work with, with you. Because what, what I think the nation as a whole wouldn't want to see is foreclosure on businesses or, you know, um, a financial crisis as we've been in before. I think these programs and these resources come in early is an attempt to get ahead of that curve of seeing foreclosures on um, uh, commercial properties and things like that and having people to actually go out of business and bankrupt. So you'll be amazed as to what type of help that you could possibly get if you have your business um, 
relationship or not even a business relationship with those creditors, just being able to talk to them. I found as a young entrepreneur myself, being able to talk and say, hey, I, I need help. How can I help you? And then there's some programs or some things that they may have available to renegotiate some of those payments for you. Um, during this our business for those startup businesses or those businesses that were struggling prior to. So I'll say that as well to encourage you, because that was one of the things that um, Mr. Lampton said during the presentation for eligible eligible businesses that are applying for those SBA loans. So many people um, create barriers for themselves and won't even attempt to apply because, oh, my credit is not where it needs to be. Oh, I don't have this. Where if your business is formed within the state of Mississippi, I'm encouraging all Mississippians to at least try. Go through the process if you have at least that as a checkpoint to say that you're registered within the state, you have um, documentation of taxes being paid. That's another way to be eligible. So I, I urge you to try to do what's in the best interest to save your business and even your homes for the individuals that are impacted in their families. Yeah, let me let me say this too. And hold on, hold on one sec, Les. Hold yeah. on, hold on. I'm, I've been sitting here thinking about we have a sweepstakes going, but when we had the flood in Houston, we gave away a package to anybody who needed it, um, letters to creditors, and talked to them about how to be proactive. I think we probably need to dust that off and put it back up so that people can be proactive. Don't let them call you when you call them. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So we, we have a packet that we would normally charge people for. Let's give it to them because I, I love it. Thank you, yeah. Irvin Law. I mean, yeah. this is amazing. Thank Absolutely. you. This is truly a fabulous Friday. I well, love it. Thank you. Not only will we get that up today or this evening, but I will also send you the link, Representative Jackson, so you can get that out. Uh, and Thank anybody you. can click on it and get that information. And so it'll have. Cause I can understand the pressure. Like, man, I don't even know what to write. You know, I don't right. even know what to you're putting. So we'll we'll take all that headache away. Uh, the other thing I want to make sure what you said, Representative Jackson, was very very true. And I want to encourage people: just because you make more than seventy five thousand, we're not saying don't don't apply. I'm simply saying the amount is going to change and be scaled based on your income. So you still could be eligible to get some money. It just might not be twelve hundred dollars. So whatever you do. You apply and you let them tell you you don't qualify. Uh, no, don't do not not apply. And so I want to be clear on that. That's not what we're saying. And then also the other question that that I've gotten a lot when we switch gears to the small business person is okay. We keep hearing uh, every time the president comes out, every time the, the chief economic officer comes out, they keep talking about forgivable loans. What mm -hmm. does that mean? Let me clear something up. <laughs> Talk to the people. Uh, Talk to them. <laughs> forgivable loans means this. The principal, if you use the loan dollars they give you for the appropriate required reasons that they state, which is, and it, it lays them out there for salaries that you would have paid between January 1st and February the 29th. Remember, those dates are very critical. It's for salaries you would have paid between January 1 and February the 29th. And then 
if you did that and you use that to keep those people still employed at the same level or greater, then they will forgive the principal of that loan and all you will have to pay back is the interest. The interest can be up to 4%, from zero to 4%. The principal is forgivable, the interest is not. So I just wanna be clear, because again, people hear forgivable, that means, hey, I, I can just get it, I spend it, I don't have to pay it back. No, right. that's not what it means. So wanna be clear, it's still a great, it's a great opportunity, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, you should take advantage of it, but I just wanna be clear that you have to use it and the specified reasons for that for you to have the principal forgiven. If you use it outside of that, then you have to pay back the entire thing, principal and interest. So exactly. let me jump in right here because I'm thinking of something else. When when Hurricane Katrina hit, I was a young federal prosecutor in the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Mississippi. And one of the things that came about when they started releasing money and they started giving out those blue sheets uh, was people in our community took advantage of those programs and they put down false information. Mm. So the old prosecutor in me wants to say to all of you, read the fine print, because at the bottom, there's going to be a paragraph that talks about uh, 28 U.S.C. 1001. That may not mean anything to you. You may skip right past it. But what that does mean is that for every false statement, you're on the hook. If they decide to go back and review all of that paperwork, and they will, it may take them a while. You may feel like you got away with it. But I cannot tell you how many cases I prosecuted on people who put down knowingly put down bad information this is a time for us to come together and help one another right. so my help to you is put down the right information people charles i think you were very moderate and nice when you say that i think i'm going to give the, the the reality of that there are people sitting in jail right now because they put down the wrong information yeah well so for some of the larger cases, that that's true. That's true. Um, but for the smaller cases, what that does is you become a convicted felon at the federal level. It bypasses the state. And you don't want that. You don't want that. You got families to raise. You, you, you know, you want to try to move forward. And I implore you, put down the right information. Do not try to skim the government. And sometimes, too, I would say it is um, the lack of um, recording or keeping important documents and not really knowing what disclosure you're required to keep in the event that you're audited or anything like that. Um, so I have been fortunate to have so many different friends that are accountants and even with preparing a lot of loans, a lot of minority businesses lack those opportunities because we don't have financial statements. We don't have documentation of when we bought or how we purchase, whatever we purchase. And the days of, of cash for trade has been something that have been systematic within our communities. So a lot of people don't really know what's needed or what's required to maintain adequate documents for these type of things. So that's why I feel like for business formation, 
period. You can do it yourself. I, I won't lie to you. I have created LLCs before going to law school. However, there are some things that I understand entirely differently now that I've you know, finished law school. And that's why I hint we're doing this collaborative on this segment today. I'm just wanting to tie all of this back together as to why I'm on the show today, why Urban Law and I are collaborating and providing this information, because, you know, not knowing or not having the information or won't be enough to keep you from jail. So you have professionals for all of the businesses. I, this is my cry out to you. We don't do this enough in the minority community. We don't include the professional services as a part of our expense. And that's really important as much as our utilities and any other expenses that we're spending within the business. Because as you can see now, when these funds are available to help us, it would be much easier if we had a relationship with a professional attorney where we or and an accountant that we could be able to say, hey, I need access to my financial statements. I need access to my tax documents. I need access to article of incorporation if needed to upload for proof that I'm registered in the secretary uh, within the state, uh, whatever state that we're in. So hence, that's why we're having this conversation. I know we can hear now, don't do, don't do, but this is also a opportunity for us to get back to business and have some revivals within our businesses so that we can do business different than it's what funny, we have. It's funny you say that, Representative Jackson. I saw I saw a tweet yesterday and I sent it to Leslie. I probably should have sent it to both of you. Uh, businesses that started during the housing uh, bubble, um, Uber, <laughs> yes. In mm -hmm. fact, right. I'll pull that exact tweet up. Uh, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I know sometimes I'm very, very serious. And it's, my seriousness comes from not wanting to see our people or anybody get caught up by trying to do something illegal. But I do right. recognize that this is a golden opportunity for new businesses to be born. And, uh, you know, that's something that we can help with. Uh, Leslie and I can help you do those formations that Representative Jackson is talking about. And she's absolutely correct. Uh, you know, uh, I want to say you can do it yourself. These are things that you can do yourself. But sometimes you need a team in place in order to get to a whole different level of uh, carrying out and executing business. Uh, so let that be something that you think about when you're planning. How do I get a team around me that can provide me with the resources I need at crunch time? And right. let Urban Law be one of those resources. And, and, and paying for these financial resources or, you know, as, as you are planning, know this, that you can use this as a tax deduction. Um, you know, when, when it's time to file your business taxes, you can write this expense off for professional services, um, just as much as you're going to be required to report those stimulus checks. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, this is a very uncertain time for everyone, but it is also a reset 
for all of your creative genius. So while you while you're in the house with the children trying to figure out the homeschooling angle, figure out your next business venture. And this, these are some of the strategies that you need to be included. Figure out your team. Uh, that way you have a comprehensive approach to your planning and you're well on your way to success. There are no shortcuts. Exactly. So take this time to plan it and then execute it. Well, you know, I'm going to put on the screen, you'd be amazed at some of the companies that were started in the last economic downturn. And, I, and I'm going to caution you, you got to remind you, Microsoft, IBM, all those were started in, in, in the recession of the 70s. So we, you know, here, I'm gonna, let me just put this across because it probably surprised some people. But there they are. I mean, we're talking about Uber, Airbnb, Slack, Pinterest, WhatsApp, Square, and Vimeo. All those were started in 2000, between 2008 and 2010 during the biggest recession, the housing crisis. So this is a great opportunity. Uh, it's not just um, something bad. This is an opportunity to turn something into something that's very wonderful. And, and even when we look at the Zooms of the world, the Blue Jeans of the world that we're using, all those things were started around that same time. So look, and, and that's how we're surviving today with virtual communication and a lot of that technology. So seize the opportunity is, is basically what I'm saying. And then I'm going to make this so easy. I, we, we traditionally used to put a, a code up that you had to remember. But in a few hours, within 30 minutes after uh, the broadcast, you'll be able to go on our site, click on store, and, and download the sample hardship letter, uh, the price will be zero dollars and zero cents. So I think awesome. you and so we're gonna make that live to anybody and I will show people how to get to that uh, in a little bit. But we will we will get that taken care of. So I so I did want to remind you that so this is also a great opportunity, like Charles said, it doesn't it doesn't have to be just a negative viewpoint. This is an opportunity to seize. So one last thing before we go, since we have Representative Jackson here, maybe we put together a online class that will allow people to use technology to go further in depth on how to form a business and what steps you need to be taking. Um, I love it. And then we can have uh, email sign up or something like that so that uh, if you need us, we're there, but we can give you the nuts and bolts. So that's, so that's uh, sweepstakes, yes. creditors, and a class on business formation. How's that for Friday? So amazing. I'm going to put you on the spot since I got you here. Uh, okay. So Representative Jackson, how about that? Urban Law will even kick in the platform. For you to do the webinar um and we'll Love set it, it up so i just need to know tell me today and time next week you want to do the webinar <laughs> so i can get that scheduled and uh oh, make wow. sure that goes down so i hate to put you on the spot but i know you're ready for it well you know what i'm trying to be ready and i'm to whom much is given much more is required this fabulous friday was a lot you know we fed <laughs> senior citizens within the district and got groceries for a few needed families. So I would have to say uh, most of the pastors are doing Wednesday night Bible study. 
And a lot of people are tuning in on Wednesday night. So let's get a day through the week that's not too early. Um, what about a Tuesday or Thursday? Let's. You think we should create a poll and see what's best for our participants? Or what, what are you thinking? No, I think Tuesday or Thursday is great. So I'll tell you what we'll do. Yeah. We'll uh, promote it on, on your all your platforms, and I'll give you the link to do that. We'll promote it on our website, register. Okay. And then what we can also do, um, as the, if they re- once they register, even if they're not able to make it, then they'll be able to, to see the replay back. Love it. Sounds great. Awesome. So that means you got to stay tuned in, folks, to um, Irvin Law's Facebook page. Make sure you like the page so you can get the notifications. Um, I'm going to be working to get this hardship letter ready for everyone here uh, in a little bit. And then I'm also going to post uh, the link and how you get to that uh, on our Facebook page as well. Uh, these You can also find the rebroadcast on our YouTube channel at Urban Law as well. So some we have some people that are watching it from YouTube right now and some watching it from Facebook. So we try to be wherever you need to be. I do want to caution you on one um, last thing before we go. As it, as it relates to the charge, and I know the times are challenging, but I will say this, here's the positive in all of this. When you look, let me back up, let me give you this framework for it. We really, it's in, you know, I heard another speaker said today, and, and he was right on point. The fact of the matter is all of, you, you were born to survive this. And here's what I mean. It's in your DNA, is the way he put it. And, and that was very true because ancestrally, if we look at the DNA of the ones that come before us, they have fought wars that they yeah. don't have a choice to fight and survive. They have gone through slavery, the Great Depression, the Holocaust, I mean, all kinds of stuff. And they survived because you're here because that DNA survived, so you're here. So you can survive this, you're built to survive it. I'm gonna challenge you to look at the opportunity, use the chance you have to connect with your family. A lot of people are beefing with family right now, struggling because you weren't spending any time with them before. So you don't know how to talk to each other because you weren't spending any time. So take advantage to correct some of those things, to reinvest in the things that really matter. Because when I look at it, at the end of the day, your air conditioning still works, your heat works. Most of us are still eating. Might not be what you imagine, but it's still food. The TV still works. You still have your social media. You still have your internet. We still have a lot. So what do we do with the lot that we have to make sure that when everything comes back online, we have good, while we were in the hole, we were doing something to build something that's going to be ready to share with the world when we come out of this. So how do you take advantage of that? So I can tell you as an example, I'm working on courses. I'm working on different things that's going to help small businesses, things we've learned that it can prevent you from making some mistakes we've made. Those things will be ready. And I, whereas I didn't have the time before, I got the time now. So I want to be able yeah. to take advantage of that time and use it to be in position that when the rain stops, it's not time to put your shoes on. It's time to be running. So get ready now. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, one thing too, one thing too, we put up the link for the sweepstakes, but just let people know who are on the broadcast so they can let somebody know that that is available to them. Uh, that is the 
the legal framework for a brand new business that we're giving away. Um, so take advantage of that. Please yeah. do. Uh, please do. It's, it's, it's up on the page. It's in the comment section of Facebook. Uh, so, I mean, I, I can't stress enough to take advantage of what you have here to, to, to enter the sweepstakes. You're going to get the whole kit and caboodle, so to speak. So, now, literally, is that limited to anyone uh, or is that open to all 50 states in the territory? Yeah, there's no restrictions. That's what I thought. There's no restrictions. So whether you want to be incorporated in um, wherever you want to be incorporated, whatever state, there's no restrictions. The only the only thing that you will have to pay, you won't pay us anything. We'll draft all your documents. The only thing you will be paying is the filing fees that the state that you choose to file in charges. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I just want to take this opportunity again to um to thank all the viewers, thank everybody that's live with us and thank Urban Law Firm for providing what's necessary for the people. And um, it's so easy in times like this to get dismay and to get full of despair um, because of the uncertainties. But here's, here's an opportunity and there are also other opportunities where individuals are reaching out, providing resources, and lives could be transformed by our collaborative efforts or individuals deciding to make their lives anew from this very experience. Uh, my grandfather said it best yesterday when I was talking to him, Leslie, he said, um, it's the time now for some true self-evaluation. So you can really spend a lot of time with self and really evaluate and self-check um, and do some of those things that you've always dreamed of or always desired to do or uh, create. And so thank you, Urban Law, for giving individuals a, a platform and a way to do it structurally so that they are secure in their efforts as they're trying to start these new ventures or reorganizing old businesses. I shouldn't say old businesses, but businesses that have been existence but just lack the formation and the needed um, documentation within the various states. So I thank you all so much. I can't say that enough, not just being talk or we're talking about the issues and talking about what the people don't have, but using your resources to be a blessing to entrepreneurs and visionaries is amazing to me. So I thank you for those, um, for these efforts and, and the opportunities that you are providing. Thank you. No problem. I mean, we, we too much, you know, the good book says to whom much is given. And you can finish that off because I know you know it. But uh, yes, <laughs> not much is required, but much more is required. But yeah. everybody don't live it. Everybody really don't live it. And I've seen you all in the communities feeding also. And you could say, hey, you know, we're doing our part or we're being stretched already, but you're continuously trying. So I'm begging everyone to share with individuals what's going on within the law firm, the resources that the firm is providing to individuals for the financial, personal financial relief that's needed and the assistance for these business formations. Because in this time, 
our lives will never be the same after this impact. After 9-11, we didn't travel anymore like we used to. There will be changes that will follow. And I'm praying that those changes are for the better spiritually, physically, mentally, and financially for us all. You know, you bring up a good point. I will say this. I will, you know, in the spirit as Charles has you know, laid out for us as he leads, you know, I will be also offering some free webinars that we talked about on credit, things you can do uh, to protect your credit, things you can do right now while the country is sensitive to want to help that can still keep your credit score in favorable places. So there's some things you can do. So, for example, I will give a couple tips right quick. So if you have always done right by your credit card, you paid it, but you're you're at that limit of max, call them up right now. Call your creditor. Ask them if they could give you a credit increase in your limit to help you during this time. But now here's the reality. I don't want you to spend more. But what having that increase in your credit limit will do is going to lower your utilization, which is going to help you right. score. This is going to help you stabilize during this time. So please, 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 you're going, you're going to ask for the increase and they will likely grant it. But if they grant it, that's not for you to spend more. <laughs> is to try to help you lower your utilization amount down so it can increase your score so you'll be eligible for certain funds and loans and programs that you might have to tap into. So that's something you can do with the phone call. Like a teaser for next week's show. <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds yeah. like it. Uh, so I think we're at our we're at our max time. So everybody be blessed. Uh, we're going to do our part to try and help. Uh, Representative Jackson, we, we thank you for taking this ride with us. Uh, we look forward to continuing to collaborate with you in your district and statewide. And Leslie, thank you for uh, getting those items out to the people because, you know, I, I believe in I believe in taking care of the people. It's not always about what they can do for us. It's about what we can do for them. And so uh, that's what we're here for. That's our life's calling. Let's go out and do it. Be safe, everyone. Have a fantastic Friday. Go hug your family. Tell them you love them. Jackson, you want to close it out? Well, again, thank you so much for uh, joining us and being a part of this. And we pray that everyone remains safe. And again, thanks to Urban Law Firm. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you have an idea, a thought, a goal, and just don't know how to get started, hit us up at chatwithless.com and schedule a time that works for you. And we'll figure it out together.